into the CHGO Bears podcast on this newsy Wednesday. Adam Hogue, Mark Carmen, Greg Braggs Jr. with you. And we'll be bringing in Brian Baldinger here in a minute. I want to quickly run through uh, some of the news we heard. We're going to break down a lot of this um, a little bit later on in the show, too. Uh, but to just kind of set up the conversation with Baldy as well. Matt Eberflus confirming that the expectation is Justin Fields will start this week against the Lions. He is back. Mm-hmm. Um, Nate Davis also back at right guard, which means Tevin Jenkins is going back to left guard. Lucas Patrick is your center, and Cody Whitehair is going to the bench for really the first time in his career to, to uh, start a game. He'll be the sixth guy uh, off the bench on the old line. And uh, we did get this quote from Matt Eberflus, which we'll discuss a little bit, uh, you know, more in depth a little bit later on. But I do want to get Baldy's take on it as well. Setting expectations for these final seven games for Justin Fields, Matt Eberflus said, I think seven weeks is enough time to show consistency and be the high performer we expect him to be. The context of that question was basically, do you think seven weeks is enough for Justin Fields? prove everything he needs to prove uh with that let's bring in brian baldinger it is noon on a wednesday love having baldy on a lot of news here this morning baldy uh i'll just get your reaction first to uh justin fields coming back the idea that this is kind of a seven week uh audition which the nfl always is if we're being honest but uh really it does feel like it's crunch time for justin fields i feel that way you know, I mean, at least, you know, just watching him on the sideline uh, with, with Tyson playing, he looked engaged. He's on. He, he's going through the film with him. He sits down with him. He's got the earpiece. I mean, he's, he was engaged, which is good. I mean, you expect that kind of, but, you know, it seemed like he was into it. But now it's like, you know, it is. Uh, the team has improved a great deal since he was last in there. Defense is completely different than when he started the season. Um, they're doing a good job. Uh you know, on that side of the ball, it's up to him right now to go out there and win games and couldn't really happen in a better place than a team that has turned things around what Chicago's trying to do, playing Detroit. And so I just saw the Chargers put up 38 points on Detroit's defense. So I don't want to hear like, you know, they're shut down defense or anything like that. There's opportunities to move the ball against that defense. Baldy, I don't want to complicate things here, but I think as a sports city, we're having a little bit of trouble understanding what quarterback play should look like on a Bears team that's been challenged but now is seemingly in a better position to be successful than they ever have been as far as their health. What would consistency mean to you in evaluating Justin the last seven games? Well, I mean, Detroit's getting it. Like, you'll see Jared Goff. I mean, he's giving them consistency. Everybody wanted him out of the building. He's just a stopgap guy. He's come in there and just lines up every week, plays every down. Um, he makes all the plays you're supposed to make, and he does it from the pocket. Like, that's one style. Uh, but ultimately, it's about leading. It's about winning. It's about getting the ball in your hands at the end of the game to go win the game. I mean, kind of just the basics, but that involves taking care of the ball, seeing the field, being accurate, like all the things that you have to be at quarterback to be a frontline player that not just gets your team to the playoffs, but consistently gets your team to the playoffs. Otherwise, you know, you do it one year and you don't do it for the next three years. Nobody's really paying attention. Like it's about winning consistently in this business. And all the things I just mentioned are part of the job of the quarterback. 
Well, it, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just, just it's a little tidbit on that because he was asked the question by Herb Howard, who's you know host with us as well, was like, you know, wins. And he didn't say wins. He said consistency. Right. So, I, I mean, I so what I'm taking from it is that uh, what you're just saying is like, don't turn it over. Hit dudes that are open. The ball's going where it should go. So, but he, he did not, he wouldn't, he doesn't want to put a win number on it, which I thought was a little yeah, bit interesting I mean, at least. Seven games, like I'll, t- I'll put a win number on it. Like if you come out four and three, from where this team was, I don't care who you're playing against. If you're four and three down a stretch, that's at least, um, and he starts every game and he plays every play and does all the things you have to do. If they're four and three after seven, that would be a good number. If they're anything less than that, then it's probably, you know, full scale evaluation. Uh, if it's better than that, then I'd say, you know, you might have your guy for the future. Well, to me, don't you feel like the sacks are pro- – of all the stats that are important, it's probably sacks taken have to be right up there at the top. And then also, you know, coinciding with sacks is staying healthy here these last seven games because he's been hurt every year of his career here in Chicago. I think he's missed 11 of his 44 games. So, to me, isn't it, you know, staying clean is going to be his biggest challenge. Well, you can't legislate against injuries. You just, I mean, you can't say, okay, I'm going to play this style so I don't get hurt. Like, you can't do that. Um, But, you know, there's an old saying in scouting. And, you know, dumb guys stay dumb, fat guys stay fat, and injured guys stay injured. You know, I mean, that's just, like, that's just a, it's a saying, but there is some truth to it. Like, he's got an injury history. And the only way you get rid of that injury history is by staying healthy and by not succumbing to it. You know, it's just, it's part of, it's part of, you can say, well, you know, I got blindsided and, you know, my helmet came off and I got a concussion. Okay. But those things don't happen to some players, you know, some players that just line up every Sunday and play those things doesn't seem like it happens much to Russell Wilson. Doesn't seem like it happens to Jared Goff very often, you know, it doesn't, you know, so there's a lot of guys that play this game aggressively, Justin Herbert. I mean, they, they play through injuries, but they line up every week and play. Um, but there is, you know, there's a hundred percent injury rate to this business. But for a guy at that position, I think that's uh, one of the evaluations that you would make. Now, time out here. You said fat guys stay fat. Yeah, fat, guys stay fat. What you now? Like, are we now, talking about like, like I, I like fat guys. Like yeah. fat guys should stay fat. I like, dropped fifty pounds in the last happy? four months, Baldy. Like, what's the what's the point of being fat and happy, <laughs> and then going? You know what? I'm going to go on a carnivore diet. I'm going to lose 50. I won't drink. I'll be no fun at any party, but I'll be skinny. What's the point? <laughs> so, well that, said right there. That, that maxim applies to this show. That well, guys I, I did drop, as Carm just said, I did drop 50 pounds in the last four or five months, but I am oh. still fat. So it lines up here, Baldy. You look good, though, buddy. Don't, right. Let's not. Let's shut, not. Let's shut not. Up. Let's get. I, I, well, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna call them big guys. But speaking <laughs> of the big guys, um, I do think. I do think that the uh, offensive line news today is significant too, because you start to look at what this offense is gonna look like on Sunday against the Lions, Baldy, and they're probably as strong as they've been and as healthy as they've been up front now. You know, sort of having the luxury of even having a guy who started the whole season, Cody Whitehair, now as your sixth offensive lineman. Um, on top of that, Kari Blasting game, the fullback's back. I think Khalil Herbert, running back, will be back. Wide receivers are whole. Tight ends are whole. Like, the excuses are sort of out of the window here, coming after uh, out of a mini-buy um, with, uh, with a rest advantage, too, against the Lions. So I just feel like this should 
set up the offense, should set Justin Fields up to go out and do and perform those expectations that we were just talking about? Well, yeah, yes, they should. And, you know, they have to go do it. They got to execute. But I mean, that's really the whole plan. If you I can identify your quarterback, build around your quarterback and never stop building. So Nate Davis comes in at right guard. All right, he's been in and out of the lineup. He's a good run blocker. Uh, let's see him and, you know, Darnell get busy on the right side. Let's let's see Tevin, um, you know, get in there and and just be nasty and, and all that kind of stuff. Let's let's see him win the line of scrimmage. You know, I mean, I remember talking to Dan Campbell this summer because they, they made a bold move in Detroit and they blew out their, their running back room of, you know, Williams and uh, DeAndre Swift. And they went and they got David Montgomery. They went and drafted Jameer Gibbs. Looks like it's the right move. But I said, why'd you do it? And he said, part of it was they had to defend, go against the Bears twice a year and defend David Montgomery. All he kept seeing him do was break tackles. So, you know, that's, and he just had an unbelievable game uh, this past weekend against the Chargers. So I think there, there's going to be, you know, who can run the ball best in this game is going to be kind of a fun little game within the game to watch and to study. But they should be, the Bears should be good up front. Khalil Herbert's a front line back. Like they should have a good chance of winning the line of scrimmage and factoring Justin in there with some runs that he's going to have. Like that would be a good, a good test for both teams since the Bears come in Week 11 with the number one run defensive football right now. Don't do it. Uh, I'm, oh, I'm not going to do it. I'm David <laughs> Montgomery. Um, Braggs didn't think that David Montgomery was good at football, Baldy, and it's, it's just a, say that. The guy is I a, did not say that. He's an embarrassing teammate, honestly. I'll pound the, the gavel for him all the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I do want to talk about the Lions here a little bit, though, because I, I find that, that you know, they, they seem to have hit a lot of home runs here. Um, you know what? I wouldn't even call them home runs. Doubles. Like double after double after double. Just acquiring good football players. Um, what they've done with Jared Goff has been interesting. But I, I, let's go back almost exactly 12 months. Because the Bears played the Lions at Soldier Field uh, early, mid-November. It was almost this exact same weekend last season. The yeah. Bears had a lead in that game, and they blew it. Yeah. And the Lions went on to only lose two more games the rest of the season. They've been yeah. on their run ever since, and the Bears have been the exact opposite. We launched them. Way to go, Bears. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> but, uh, but, they came in eight of their last ten, came in with high expectations, uh, nailed the draft. Um, if, you look at, if you look at anybody's draft at this point, and you look at you know whether it's Jameer Gibbs or Jack Campbell, or Sam Laporta. You, know, you just go Brian Branch. Like, they nailed every pick. They nailed Panay Sewell. Like, that guy is just a freak. Um, you know, they. we'll see what Jameson Williams becomes. Like, he shows flashes. The guy can flat out run. Um, but they've, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown for fourth-round pick is an elite player. Um, and he's a handful to, to defend, and they got a coordinator that knows how to use him. Aiden Hudson was a home run. Like, they, they built their, their team largely through the draft. They've, they added some free agent corners, um, which have played well, but largely they built this whole team through the draft. Draft and develop. It, like, it never really goes out of style. So one of the conversations we've had here in Chicago is, all right, Lions started 1-6 last year. They turned it around about this time of year. We're seeing some signs that the Bears' defense is turning around. Obviously, the quarterback will probably determine – a lot of what they do here offensively the rest of the year. But 
you buying or selling the idea that the Bears could be headed down a road to the, where basically where the Lions were at this time last year? Well, you couldn't like if you said, okay, are the Lions uh, going to turn it around at this time last year? You wouldn't. You didn't know. Like they started stacking wins, and you know they ended up going to Lambeau and knocking the Packers out and all that stuff at the end. But you could. You don't know these things until the team doesn't really know it until you get to that third win in a row. And then you come into Hallis Hall on, like you don't even wait till Wednesday to come in. The hell with victory money. You can't wait to get there on Monday when you get to your third win in a row. Like that's when it turns. So like they go to Detroit and have a stinker this week. Nobody thinks they're going to turn it around. If they go there and it goes to sudden death, and even if they lose, you're like, they're on the right path. Like now let's go, let's, let's, let's turn this thing by winning it. But if they go to Detroit and win, you could say, yes, they could be, the Detroit Lions of what we have seen. It's 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 possible because you've seen the improvement in a lot of areas. I know they're going to have a decent chance of running the ball, and I think they'll be pretty good against Detroit's run game, although it's hard to gauge Jameer Gibbs because he's just so fast. Like, there's not a lot of comps like that when he gets to the open field. But, you know, the, the one thing that Detroit has in this turnaround is they have had incredible, steady play and leadership from Jared Goff. And like it, it comes, it comes down to the quarterback. Does he line up? Does he give you a chance to win every week? Jared Goff gives you a chance to win every week. Did you like that trade when they made it? Uh, I like Jared. I, I like Jared. I didn't understand exactly what happened in Los Angeles, but that's okay. They, they made the right trade. They got Stafford. He won the Super Bowl. Um, a lot of people didn't see that in Stafford, but I liked Jared's like mentality. You know, I liked his. Like, he wasn't – he never got too high, all that kind of stuff. But I like the way that he played the position. I like a guy that could just stay there, take the shots, get the ball out on time, go through progressions, got enough arm to make all the throws. Like, I just like the way he played the position. So, right. I, I got to be honest. I'm, I'm, when we talk about Justin Fields, Justin Fields and Jared Goff are very, very, very different quarterbacks. But I have this fear that Jer- – that Justin Fields could go to Atlanta or go to New England or go to wherever and have a Jared Goff-like resurgence. Another high first-round draft pick, not quite number one overall, obviously, but that type of thing where he goes to a new place and he's not necessarily a superstar, but he's just good and he finds the right home like Jared Goff obviously has. I mean, look, that, that, that happens. Happens a lot of different positions. Guys find just a you know, the right fit, you know, like I remember Minka Fitzpatrick was drafted by the Dolphins. He never fitted. They didn't know how to play him. It, it literally the day he got traded to Pittsburgh, he knew he was a stealer. Like it's just now he's like entrenched, but it, it can happen. It can happen at any position. Uh, you, you, yeah. I mean, when Let me just put a caveat though, like if that, let's just say you play that out and Atlanta needs a quarterback in a worse way. And, you know, maybe he has a homecoming in Atlanta. I, I thought the Falcons should have drafted him, you know, three years ago. But anyways, let's just say he does. Like, he still has to stay healthy. He still has to be consistent. He still has to become a better quarterback. Now, maybe the surroundings help him get there. But, you know, you can't run around in this business and not get beat up in this business. Like, none of these guys stay healthy when they're running 4,000 yards. Like, they all get banged up. I mean, ultimately, that would be on the Bears if he went somewhere else and was successful. But if you can't figure it out with him, then 
Well, but unfortunately, that's kind of the tale of the Bears. Like David Montgomery was good with the Bears, but now he seems to be even better with the Lions. Roquan Smith. But you could wait around and go, okay, we'll go draft Zach Wilson at number two, or we'll draft Bryce Young at number one. You can still screw it up, even in a quarterback, you know, heavy draft coming up. You can still screw it up, and then how do you miss on C.J. Stroud? How does Carolina pass on C.J. Stroud after watching ten weeks of this? How can anybody miss have be that blind? But obviously, it happens every year. Can you answer your own question on that? Like, why do you think when they were evaluating Young and Stroud that Carolina preferred Young, and that ultimately proved to be wrong? Because now I'm hearing, well, look, he had, you know, he could make all these off balance throws, but now you walk at him and his feet are going crazy in the pocket, and there's m- more pressure on him. So, I mean, I, how do you? It's just I'm interested in how like how are you supposed to evaluate these guys when if they're playing you know it's you know the thing is is that it's it's a completely different game. First of all, if you're playing in Alabama, you have basically four hard games a year. I mean, if you're playing Vanderbilt, like like it's not that hard to beat Vanderbilt if you're Alabama. It's not that hard, you know, to beat Kentucky. You know, you've got LSU. You've got a you got a championship game. I mean, it's you're playing four hard games, and so even that, you know, like. C.J. Stroud, Ohio State, he's got four, they got four games where they got to really be at their very best. And, you know, when C.J. Stroud was at his best, he was really good. But, I look, it just, Bryce Young just looks small. He plays small and he looks small. He looks too small to play the position. Kyler Murray can play. He played great last week. But nobody's faster than Kyler Murray. But that's not Bryce Young's game. So, like, Johnny Manziel was small. You know, that's why he wore a helmet at his pro day, something that nobody's ever done, to try to hide his smallness. You know, now, he also didn't work and didn't study and stuff. But, you know, regardless, <laughs> like, size matters at that position to a certain degree, for sure. Well, that's where I wanted to ask you next. You know, over the weekend watching Drake May, you've talked here on this show how highly you think of Caleb Williams having worked with him uh, coming out of high school. But I'm curious to hear your thoughts on Drake May because it definitely feels like you know, this consensus that Williams would be one, Drake Mays two. It seems like Drake Mays starting to climb on him. Well, didn't North Carolina just lose to Duke? No, they they, they ended up winning the game. No, they won they in overtime. overtime though, yeah. Okay, all right, yeah. yeah. Um, well, look, regardless, I mean, this, the evaluation for any of these guys doesn't start until basically the senior bowl if they play or the combine. Um, that's kind of when – you sort of make the you start go really going back and combing the film and looking at you know the the two or three years that they play and evaluating all the games and and then pulling the plays out that really apply to the NFL and you know and then sitting down with them and put them on the board like the evaluation for Drake like I haven't seen enough of them to say he's better than Caleb Williams or or anybody else out there like the evaluation it's a four month process and you know it starts probably if the ACC championship game or, you know, a bowl game, whatever else that these guys might play. So then earlier, like I said, when we talked about Caleb Williams, you said you got to take the best player. I don't care who it is. And you identified that as Caleb Williams. One more college guy. I'm curious is Marvin Harrison jr. Now the best player. All right. So fine. Maybe he is like, he's an elite player and he has been since he got to Ohio state. But if I'm building a team, I think the last position that I'm filling is the wide receiver position. Like I'm filling my lines, my corner, my quarterback, 
Like I'm taking care of the positions that win me the games and allow me to be competitive every week before I even think about the wide receiver position. Now, look, Jamar Chase makes a difference, but honestly, right now, if I was Cincinnati, I would have taken Panay Sewell. And I still would have taken Panay Sewell because they still can't protect Joe Burrow when they have to protect Joe Burrow. As good as Jamar Chase is. Um, look, Jordan Addison looks every bit as good to me right now as Justin Jefferson in some ways, the way that he's playing. And they're winning. They're 5-0 without Justin Jefferson. Like, And I'm not knocking Justin Jefferson. He's an elite player. But I think it's the last position I fill if I'm building my team. That's interesting. Um, I, th- I think you laid it out correctly, and I'm starting to like spin this way. It's like, look, the, all these quarterbacks fail. You have to put them in a position to succeed, to have a chance for them to succeed. If you don't, if you don't do that, then you then they have to be the most elite dude ever for it to work. And the chances that they're at are, are small, and, and you're going to get it right. So, okay, I want to go back to the to where we started this uh, to Tevin Jenkins for a second here, Baldy. How impressive, you know, you would know this better than anyone to move from right guard to left guard, and then, or in, in this case. Well, left guard to right guard, and now back to left guard. How hard is it to do that? Mm, you know, you're in a different stance. Um, you're different, you know, post on the inside. Some guys, like, it didn't bother me at all. You go right side to left side. But I know guys that, you know, it's like trying to eat your sushi with the left hand. Like, it just, you can't do it. Um, like, Tristan Wirfs is, was an elite all-pro right tackle in Tampa. He went to left tackle. And honestly, he picked up chopsticks and started trying to eat with his left hand just to try to, like, because he had to, like, reverse everything. Some guys have a problem. I don't think Tevin Jenkins is going to have a problem with it. I think he enjoys hitting people and moving people. I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. Maybe in protection, pass protection, if somebody, you know, Aleem McNeil this week or whoever it is, like, um, you know, maybe he might have a little problem with the inside pass rush. Some guys – they got to reverse like their post hand and their feet. That might be a little problem, but I, I get the feeling that he's going to be okay. Baldy, what uh, what are we listening to on the All NFL Show this week? We oh man, we just uh, Andy Reid is on today with us, talking about um, the big Monday night matchup. Um, you know, the rematch of the Super Bowl, the two teams that he really built, and you know, I've got Max Crosby coming on tomorrow, talking about the Raiders' resurgence and how he's done it and how he's gotten to the stat status he's at right now. So we, we've got a lot of good stuff coming up. In fact, I actually do a little coaching session with Anthony Gargano Jr.'s son before a playoff game as he's getting ready to play right tackle. So I, I give him some of the basics of uh, playing right tackle in that playoff game. That's fantastic. What round of yeah. the playoffs are they in? They're in uh, the second round. Okay. And um, the game is tonight. So – We'll find out in a few hours just what the result's going to be. Oh, man, it's all on you, Baldy. Yeah. Coach him up. Uh, we'll be listening. It sounds like a great lineup this week. Love yeah. the show, all NFL Thank show. You. Hopefully all of our listeners here are subscribed. If not, get subscribed. Go find it. Baldy, yeah. thanks again. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, guys, you got it, man. Enjoy it this weekend. See it. All right, there he is, Baldy. Brian Baldinger at Baldy NFL on Twitter. And again, uh, co-host of the all NFL show, All Cities National NFL podcast. All NFL. Andy Reid. I've heard Max of him. Crosby. Max Crosby. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Tell us when you get Phil Snow. I mean, we got Nicholas Moriano coming up. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs>
Nick, I love you. That wasn't a shot at you. That's amazing. That's big time guests on that show. Yeah. Wow, good for them. Um, are we going to talk about what happened in the middle of the interview? Or yeah, I, we mean, can people, if you want. Know, I mean, people he like wondering. threw up in his mouth. That's what I thought happened. So I, I um, we both are dealing with a bit of a slight cough. Oh God, great! He's always sick. I get a pass. I'm this never is the first sick. Time. I always. I, sick. I had something, but this I, time you like threw up in your mouth. There was nowhere for me to go other than I needed to get off the show for five seconds, and I it, there was no bathroom. So those in the chat, I did not pee. And there was no hand washing. It was direct. Well, we know there's no hand washing. Pee. No, no, no. Since you're not since, since everybody so got threw so up on the floor. Or where did you throw up? <laughs> I thought he swallowed like his water wrong, went down the wrong tube, but he doesn't have a drink up here today. No, I, I'm not Lucky drinking. Lucky for you. I'm not oh, drinking. Lucky for my computer. All right. It, it Still was, doesn't work. It was a mortifying experience. It's the first time that's ever happened to me. I, if I had had a drink here, I would have been able to survive. But since I didn't and it was that urgent, I had to get to the flow. Which will be a wonderful sink here at CHGO. I had the most intense neck workout this morning, uh, where everything has been twisted, and I've I've, I've got a pinched nerve in my in my neck. Oh, welcome to the uh, yeah. So I've got club. so I've got ants ro- crawling down my from here to my shoulder. Uh, if I am in the wrong position, you have so ants. It feels like ants. Tingly. It's a tingle. It's tingly. Like I, it was a weird way of explaining he's got okay. tingling. You've had it? No, because I'm not old. You have like a stink. My nerves are fine. I'm, we are going to... F- we are gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna something. Um, no, you're lovely. Uh, so... <laughs> So I don't know if that had something to do with whatever just happened in my throat. But, maybe, you know, everything's connected in life, Hogue. Dumb guys stay dumb. Circle of life. Fat I, guys stay fat. Carm stays calm. Injured guys stay injured. Old guys stay I'm old. Gray, gray hair. <laughs> this guy was unbelievable. I'm still here today. every day. Yeah. Unbelievable. Oh. I mean, I cried, but it was unbelievable. Oh, painful. Guy. Got to the tears. All right. <laughs> Uh, Isaac Siegel, $10 Super Chat. How much percentage would you say win stats and tape have in evaluating his last seven games? Also hit the like button. Well, that's me. the thing, and I know we got to get... I'm not done with the Super Chat. <laughs> I'm not even oh, close. We're like halfway it. through it. The way you finish the sentence... Reading over... It's in front of you. Reading over bricks. <laughs> yep. We don't need it. Finish it. Also hit the like button for the best yeah. dang Bears coverage in the world. No, no, no. You don't get to say now hit the like button. You try to cut me off from saying that. Isaac wants you to hit the like button. I'm not I'm not listening to you. Yeah. That's not good for the show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I want to answer the question. Um, tape, 90%. No, let me back that off. Let's go 80% tape. 10% stats, 10% wins. Sure. Karma has a simple way of saying this that I actually like. It's like we know what it should look like. Well, which is why, which maybe it is not the best question that I asked Tabaldi, but. If you have to squint, he's probably not the guy. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I, I was. You have to I, twist yourself into a pretzel of why things are going not as good. I. Uh, 
I've been trying to dumb this down in ways that are completely unfair to Justin Fields, but I'll just do it like this. Look, Bobby Knight knew that Michael Jordan was the greatest player oh to God, ever play. This guy's going to bring this up yeah, every I am. show I since am. he saw the one clip on social media last week. No, well, no, no, no. He's no. known about this No, but this, 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 is, different, this is a different thing. Uh, forget about it. Forget. Let, let me start it again. <laughs> People knew before Jordan got into the NBA that he was going to be Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Dean Smith knew. His mom knew. Matt Damon did a movie 38 later, years later. He probably knew too. All right? You know what? Mario Turbasi and 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 the entire right. black CHO Blackhawks podcast, they went crazy. You know why? Because they knew that Connor Bedard was going to be phenomenal. And you know what he's been? Oh, shirt for, guy over there knew. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. Right, sorry. My guy Kevin, the store across the way, smoking a heater. He knew. If this comes back to Justin Fields, I'm going to crush you. Th- that's great. And you can. Yeah. All right. The Houston Texans, you know what they know? They know that they've got a star in C.J. Stroud. They know it. They absolutely positively know it. Do so you think they think they have Jordan and Connor Bedard? Because I don't think they think that. No, I'm not saying they have that, but they know they've got a great young hockey yeah, player who's gonna, who's, who, yeah. who is a, who's a dude. With with Justin, CJ Stroud's good at hockey. <laughs> I don't know how what you're doing over there, <laughs> trying he's to doing what he normally. He's trying yeah. to derail my brilliant point, which yeah. is totally fine. I've done it before. Yeah. The point is that Justin has been here for two and a half seasons. Is and, and the record is what the record is, and the consistency is what the consistency is. And yet, for some reason, we like to sit here and say, "Well, uh, I don't know, maybe they're not." Well, like, because like, the difference is, is in basketball and in baseball and hockey individual play stands out a little I easier know. than it does with football. There's so many different variables. I know you know this, I, the expert you. football mind that you are. Uh, so it is hard to differentiate what the problem is at times. And we did, we've did we done this with every quarterback and coach combination in my lifetime as a Bears fan. It, 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 but I will say this much, as far as the quote, what I don't like about the quote of Matt Eberflew saying, well, what do you what do you want to see from Justin Fields these last seven games to prove he's a guy? consistency in showing that he's the high level player he is what i don't like what i don't like is that it didn't come from ryan poles matt eberflus needs to show just as much consistency as justin fields so for him to say that i don't know for me i'm looking at that like hey you got to show consistency too but Brian Baldinger just said it. Teams, when they get to three wins, that's when they're feeling it. You know how many times the Bears have won back-to-back games in the Matt Eberflus era? Zero times. They've never done it. How many and that's not just on Justin Fields. That's on Matt Eberflus. So he needs to show some consistency. We'll talk more about the Flus right after this message from Adam Hogue. We love Circus Sportsbook. We want you to love Circus Sportsbook, too. Tight money line splits, the low hold model. Games that strive to be a minus 110 split on the Circus Sports menu, unlike other sports books, which may use minus 115 or minus 20 splits. What does that mean? That means that those sports books are taking more of your money. Circus Sports keeps as little money as possible on large market bets, especially compared <sighs> to other books. Circus Sports does not limit players based on their winnings, every player has the same limits unlike other books who do limit winning players. And Circa wants you to download and explore other sports betting apps that are available. You compare the lines yourself, you'll see that Circa's got the best ones available. They also have real people behind the Circa Sports brand who resolve issues in a timely fashion, unlike other books who use those annoying chatbots. 
all aspects of the app are being run by the same team that runs the main Circa Sportsbook at Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. Download the Circa Sports Illinois app at circasports.com slash Illinois-app to sign up today. Also be on the lookout for Circa events, watch parties, and tailgates. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537 or text GAMB to 833-234 or visit areyoureallywinning.com. And shout out to our friends at Game Time Tickets. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, theater, everything, killer last-minute deals, the all-in prices, the views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Any other secondary market website that you go to, if you find a better price, Game Time will match it. They also take the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game Time is simply the place that you need to do. And yes, of course, when you download the Game Time app, which if you haven't done, you should be doing it right now. Support us, support Game Time as my neck continues to twitch because i'm in the wrong position here no problem uh game time download the game time app create an account use the code chgo you get twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account redeem the code chgo twenty dollars off so download the game time app today last minute tickets lowest prices guaranteed we love our friends at game time can i look and i lost my train of thought well no because i want to ask you a question okay before we talk about a little bit more about what Matt Eberflus said, um, I I guess I'm just struggling to understand like I, what I don't like about comps to Michael Jordan and teams knowing that Connor Bedard's good. Like these these you have one of those players like every 20 years, like no one has that. Okay. How, I, I don't. I, I guess I don't understand. How's like, this? How's this? I'll, I'll do, like, uh, they could draft Caleb Williams number one overall. They're still not going to have that. Okay. But hold especially on. in the NFL. Well, don't get lost <clears throat> to defend Carm here. I would say, <clears throat> sorry, don't get lost in the hyperbole. It, yeah, he's using Jordan and Connor Bedard as an example because we're Chicago sports fans and we're able to identify how good they were right away. But use any of these really good quarterbacks in the league right now. It's a, you know, it when you see it and you know, Justin Herbert hasn't won as many games as he'd like, but you know, he can rip it. Right. So like, Uh, that's, I think what you're trying to say, but you can answer for yourself. Well, and also I want to be clear. I'm not saying that I'm even out on the guy. I'm saying that we know what he is the whole concept that he's in these last seven games that he's going to hit some different level of consistency. I'm not saying he's not going to get better. He, sh- he, I think he will get better, you know, incrementally as he plays longer and longer and understands his skill set and there's better players around him and the Bears put him in a better position. I, I, but like to me, there's not a whole mystery here. He's an elite runner. He is a developing passer. He is a guy that if you put great pieces around him I think you can win with him like that uh, to me like I don't even need the last seven games to see it like it's and and I also know at least in my mind that this dude is not elite he if you want if you're looking if you think that you need an elite quarterback to win then he ain't it can he be top 15 this is what I I said this before the season I'm saying it now the guy has a, a has a, a base level of skill set that I think you can win with him if you have a good coach and a good organization running with him but like 
this whole we need these seven games to figure it out that's what i'm trying to push back on I, and i know that i'm trying to thread a very thin needle here a very very thin thread through a very thin hole in, in bears quarterback evaluation fandom whatever but I, I i thought that that we gotta go to nick <laughs> you asked it you came back to it i know i i uh, apologize for that i i regret that um nick sorry for not coming to you three minutes ago uh at nicholas moriano he's his beautiful face is at house hall looking really good right now how can you not go to nick when he looks like that that's true he is adorable yeah i, I miss nick um nick what's going on at house please get us back on track with i don't know what <laughs> yeah, no, uh, you know, we, we got to hear from Maddie Rafus before going out to practice, you guys. And I'm sure you guys already have heard a bunch of the news already, but there's a long, uh, it started with like injury updates and obviously Fields being the, the primary one there playing to start him on Sunday. But Nate Davis also being back today at practice, going back to right guard while Tevin goes back to the left guard. Feels like that's going to be part of the best five moving forward. But a guy like Terrell Smith, who we haven't seen in a while, um, the rookie corner, he's also returning from illness. You have blasting game cleared from the concussion protocol and Khalil Herbert still in the 21 day window. So uh, started off the press conference uh, pretty straightforward, which was, um, you know, I, I, you know, it was, it was nice to hear that from Iberflus just to kind of get things rolling right there. Nick, what's your take on the flus part of Justin that we're talking about consistency? How did you hear that when he said it? Well, I think it's 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 fair because I think with with Justin Fields' season, right? Um, obviously, he has the two, or he has really the the breakout performance against Washington, where they're throwing the ball downfield, and then the last game, obviously, that we saw him uh, against the Minnesota Vikings, you see he's hesitant to throw the ball or is not again going maybe the, through the progressions quickly enough. But I think these seven games, you're going to have four within the NFC North. You need to see what you can do against the Detroit Lions at Ford Field. The last time they played, 41 to 10 blowout loss. And you also have Cleveland on, on the uh, the schedule remaining. And obviously Minnesota and last game against Green Bay. So I think consistency is fair. You want to see that from Justin Fields. And I think what we need to see from him is that just an understanding of he knows what this offense is, even though at times it's been a little bit of everywhere with Luke Getzey, but I think you can still learn a lot about Justin Fields in these seven games. And you can see if he's a guy that you can possibly go with moving forward, if he shows that he's competent with the offense, he's keeping you in games and ultimately winning. Like last year, they didn't win any NFC North games. We know what Ryan Pohl said in his very first introductory press conference, take back the North, right? They haven't done that. They need to first win games in the NFC North. And he has four opportunities to do that with these last seven games. Yeah, but don't Nick, don't you think that while I agree that Justin Fields needs to show consistency, that's one of his problems. But isn't part of the problem that the coaches need to show consistency as well, specifically with how they use Justin Fields? I mean, they had to change the way they were calling plays to an extent. The game he got hurt against Minnesota, we 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 put on full display that first play of the game while Justin didn't execute the play properly. There's an argument to be made that they didn't put him in a great position to begin with. So that's where that's where I want to understand, like, there, there needs to be consistency, accountability across the board. No doubt. I think it's a very important seven-game stretch for this entire team just to see what you have here defensively. You're going to be going up against one, you know, a top-10 offense in the Detroit Lions. So you need to see how this defense, which has improved stopping the run, Obviously, still needs to get better at applying pressure on the quarterback. How it holds up against a very potent D 
Detroit Lions offense. But I asked Eberflus today with, you know, field skill set, it's different from Tyson Bajan's. How, how does that kind of impact your offense? And he said there are different options. There are different moving passes you, you might run that you wouldn't with a different quarterback. And it opens up the packages a little bit. So we need to see in these last seven games the the play calls cater to and expand the strengths of Justin Fields. He can throw the ball downfield, you guys. He, he's actually been re- pretty good at it when he's been in the game. And we just haven't seen that from the Bears offense in Tyson Bage in the last four games. So no doubt, Greg, you need to see, you know, the play calling, the coaches also showcase their best attributes in these last seven games. Not just all in Justin Fields, but he's he's a guy that can make things happen when even things are, are not there initially. So if you could see that playmaking ability complemented with his ability to hopefully throw from the pocket and make the right decisions, then you're feeling better about what Justin Fields is and potentially still can be moving forward. Nick, two of the guys we didn't necessarily get clear updates on today, uh, Khalil Herbert, who was listed as a full participant all last week but then didn't play. Um, uh, Flus committed to a lot of guys coming back this week, but that was not one of them. Same thing with Tremaine Edmonds, um, who is optimistic but not practicing today, whatever that means. Um, I, I think we've lost touch of the word optimistic, the way that Flus uses it in so many different ways. But uh, what are you expecting with those two guys? I mean, get one, both of them back against the Lions? It it seems a little unclear. Yeah, I think it's a little unclear even today, Adam. And for I would I would put my money more on Herbert to possibly return this week. And again, not not fully uh, clear on that. But Deontay Foreman's been doing pretty well, and he's still kind of going through. Um, you know, he's actually going through something today too. So. If anybody, if one of those two guys, Herbert or Tremaine Edmonds, I put my money on on Herbert right now. And, you know, it was nice to see Jack Sanborn make the most of his opportunities against the Carolina Panthers with Tremaine Edmonds out. He seems to be doing really well in that aspect. Just anytime someone goes down, you know, Jack Sanborn not only can fill in, but be in the right spot. But I would definitely, if I had to pick between the two, I'd go more with Herbert right now. Nick, what? Let's go back to the quarterback for one second. Did you hear his comments about Tyson Bajan? I know you did. He said he doesn't want to put a ceiling on him, but he's happy with the floor. So, can you report today on the CHGO Bears podcast that Bajan is the backup quarterback f- going forward? I mean, that would be like the the option, right? I mean, that Fields is started, right? Tyson's there, but he's look. Uh, Matty Refluse, uh he liked what he saw from from Tyson Bajan in those four starts, especially in – I thought it was interesting that the game against New Orleans, right, where he turned the ball over uh, four times in that game. But he, he really liked how he was able to just start that game, the opening drive in that environment. It's a stressful place to play in, but he takes the Bears down the field, scores that opening drive, touchdown, Cole Komet. But uh, in even the last game we pointed to, he's more of a game manager protecting the football, so you need to see that after having – that performance against the Saints, but yeah, Tyson for for Tyson Bajan to go two and two as as a undrafted rookie quarterback. I mean, that's 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 big time for him, I think. And you know, I think you you have to credit the coaching staff at times for putting him in positions to to make plays like he did against the Raiders and to not lose the game uh, against the Carolina Panthers. But yeah, I would I would say that Tyson Bajan had learned a lot from this opportunity and. You know, there's no ceiling for him, like you just said, Mark, and that's what Iverflu said earlier in his press conference. I, I, I need to hear what Hogue has to say about this right now. <laughs> just why wouldn't he be the backup? I'm talking about, yeah. like, deep into the future. 
Yeah, he wanted you, Nick. He wanted you to uh, anoint oh, you him get, as yes, for the the floor being the ceiling and superstardom, or it, the floor being backup. He said and at, superstardom being the ceiling. At, That's what Mark wants. I, you to I would say. just like some uh, acknowledgement that Carm was right and everybody else who there it is. Stop him right now. No. Thank you, Hope. You were trying to make him the starter. Oh yeah. You can't claim victory. Yeah, that the head over coach backup. Basically yeah, says yeah, yeah, the backup. That's what everyone else was yeah, saying that he's yeah, a good yeah. backup. You're not. Uh, you are. He's you moving are the goalposts. He's I, moving the goalposts. I am not moving any goalposts. Because if he had won four games, you'd be saying he. Start Nick. over field. You just took the goalpost. Don't goal otherwise. From behind the end zone and moved it up to the thirty yard line is what you just did. All all I did was tell you in training camp that this was a dude when he went. What are you doing with your hands right now? I am I am doing this with my hands I right am now. Not a crook. I, I told you that this was a dude. He got in for four games. Fluce is it was waxing poetic about how great he was against the Saints in the first three quarters and then amazingly didn't turn the ball over against the Panthers and said, like, you know, we're not putting a ceiling on him. Neither am I, but his floor we're super happy with. So I'm just telling you that this dude is here to stay and it's only a matter of time before he's the Bears starting quarterback and we win a Super Bowl with him. I left that part out because I was going to slow play it, but since you made me go there, I will put it all out there. There it is. 17. Thank you, Sarah. Did this neck guy do a brain? transplant on you this morning <laughs> well no the same brain is there oh it's, my he, he needs a brain transplant nick i i think a lot of fans are happy to see cody whitehair uh find find the pine respectfully but i'm trying to understand <laughs> what matt eberflus's infatuation infatuation with lucas patrick is you watch the tape you break it down I he's I don't ever see like I don't see positive things coming from Lucas Patrick often. He had the one game against the Raiders where you're like, okay, he's showing some leadership with Bajan under center. But I I why can't Dan Feeney get a look? Cause I'm I okay, Cody, gone. Lucas, you're next. I'm <laughs> tired of Lucas. Guy in. Come on. Dan Feeney. Well, I mean, sorry for a reason. Seriously, Lucas Patrick. Guy in. I mean, ser- you can joke, but Lucas Patrick is a liability. He's getting bowled over. He almost got Tevin Jenkins rolled up at one point. Nick, your thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, look, the center position has not been a strength, obviously, of this football team. And even last game, there were obviously those opportunities or those times in the game where you saw the weak point. And he, look, even Tevin Jenkins had, I think, at times a, a, an off game when you're going against Derek Brown. But, you know, it's funny because I actually spoke to Dan Feeney's mom at the airport after the Saints game. She wants to see her son play at some point, you know, local guy, grew up Bears fans. But look, it, I think that's, that's going to be a position that you need to address in this upcoming draft. They just don't have somebody that you can see as a long-term answer, someone that's going to correct the problems right here, right now. And I think it, it was a tough, obviously it was a tough call for the Bears to have that discussion with Cody Whitehair to take him out of the starting five. So it's, it's definitely not a strength for the Bears, but they're going, I think, with Patrick because of his, I, I think it's a little bit of leadership there. If you compare him to Cody Whitehair, has there been a little bit more consistency? Eh, kind of, I guess. So it's, it's not really the, the best answer for that position right now, Greg. I mean, it- really just comes down to can you snap the ball and true lucas patrick yeah. Yeah. it's not always pretty but at least it's mostly getting back to the quarterback uh cody here with the five dollar super chat see nick i told you the goatee would work for you it's not a goat i mean my beard is just it's not a goatee but i guess i can rock that too 
I I forgot, Lawrence. This is my bad. I don't know if you can pull it on the fly, but Nick's latest excursion was when he went painting. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Did you see the picture of Nick painting? I did. Yeah. You you said that to me? Somebody said it to me. Nick, I'm just so proud of you and all the things that you do that it's just an honor to be your teammate. And and congratulations on being so well-versed in everything you do. That's all I wanted to make a point of. This guy goes painting. (laughs) Have you gone painting? I'm no, not, you have. have go you painting. gone painting? I've done what he did. That's a very couples thing to do. You when go to you done there's that? a painting thing where you they you have yeah, it's like dinner and wine and painting. I've I know it. what painting things are. There's a painting thing right by me. I'm all aware of painting. You've never and done that because you're not cultured. No, I haven't <laughs> done a painting thing by me. <laughs> I know I know all about the $40 go and paint something, bring your bottle of wine ripoff thing that Nick did. Nick, I'm just going to give you some <laughs> life advice. You're, you're, you're rightfully getting credit here. The next level is to convince her Insta. that the paint thing can be done with girlfriends and that you don't need to be involved. That's next level. Mm, that's, that's a good yeah, point. I like go. that a lot. Yeah, girls night. Yeah. Have your wine, cheese, and painting excursions. Nick, if while you could, I watch football. That's an excellent point. Nick, if you could paint with any bear, who would you pick before you go? Oh wow! Um, who I know my answer. Who? Okay, Adam, uh, you have your answer. Who would I pick? I mean, my yeah. favorite player was Devin Hesser growing up. I don't it know. It would if that's have to be, be the best well, painting going, experience. I thought you meant current. current if you're going, if you're be, going former bear, bear, it would have to be Israel oh, yeah, Donaje. I'm not going former bear. Oh, that's I'm going current that's bear. true. I want I want somebody on this room. I, I want you to go up to someone today in the locker room and say, "Will you paint with me?" <laughs> <laughs> All right, my answer is Tevin Jenkins. He might do it. Mm. I, I already Tevin likes wine. He's a very interesting guy to talk to all the time. I'm going Tevin. I think Cody. Cody in the uh, chat said, "Carm eats the paint." Uh, Sam. <laughs> Sam says, uh, "199 Carm uh, finger paints all the time." Dude, go up, go up to, there's got, go up to Brisker. Brisker would do it. Maybe Jalen would do it. We need, Mm. this could be a video. You talk to, talk to, talk to people. This, this is a thing. Nick. And and by the way, if you see Phil Snow, tell him I think he's doing a great job. Oh, that's what I forgot to ask today. Dang it. Phil Snow. I completely forgot about the the turnaround. Uh, We have an opportunity tomorrow. All right. Or yeah. I'll ask about Phil Snow. That's a Friday question. That's that's yeah. That's the eighth question on Friday. <laughs> I'll ask. And it. should there never be asked at any other time than the eighth question. Right out the gate, uh, uh, Carm. Uh, Friday. Uh, right out the gate I, before Weeder no, 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 gets no, no. in I'm, there. I'm gonna Are you fo- gonna come in and Jim Rose the room on a film Phil Snow no, question? I'm gonna follow. Wow. I'm gonna follow the Mansions lead, and I'm literally gonna count the questions. And at, at number eight, <laughs> I, you are. I am not getting denied. Courtney Cronin, watch out. You two, Potash, and everyone else. I am getting in the eighth question on Friday, and it's all about Phil Snow. I like it. I cannot, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Nick, go do some. Yeah, how does that work, Nick? Because you have been lately the last question. No, I want to ask this question. How does that Greg work? Greg is driving the rest of the show. How does that work? What do you mean? How does it work? Like, why are just, you always you know, the last guy? Is that just a courtesy thing? Yes. Or? It's probably just like a last minute thing that I have in my mind. And usually there's always like, you know, one more. And I'm like, yeah, we're going to push it. 
for one more after that. So yeah, like, I just did, like I just did here in this hey, segment. Hey, hey, Nick, the, the last thing I'm going to say to you and, and to nobody else in that room, when Matt Eberflus says that he's putting expectations on Justin Fields and he expects him to play consistency when he does that, next time, follow up on it. Get it. What do you mean by that? What is it? Like, just, just we, we, it, was, it, was, it was red meat, and it, it, we didn't get a good follow-up on it today. So I'm blaming you. It's your fault. But you're still doing a great job because I love you. Yeah. Don't you think? I stopped listening to you like five minutes ago. I needed a follow-up. Where was where was Potash for the follow-up? He should have dug in there like the Potash does. I'm gonna hire Ben Schmitz to come in here and say two more (laughs) for every interview we do. Nick, great times with you today. We love you. Because I love Ben, and Ben would at least end these things when they're supposed to be ended, which apparently ben, I can't do. Ben likes me I way need more. Ben. Than, ben is way closer with me. You can't. Ben. 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 <laughs> no. Ben would tell you to shut up and stop talking. He would. That's fine. Which I am, but apparently it doesn't work. Nick, have a great day. <laughs> I miss you. All right, you guys. See ya. <laughs> Please come in and do the show tomorrow instead of Carm. Oh, oh, can someone get me a Goose Island out of the fridge? <laughs> CHGO is supported by Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer since 1988. Oktoberfest. <laughs> beer hug, 312. Full pocket pills. They're all outstanding. Grab Ultra Fresh Brewery exclusive beers at Goose Island's original brew house on Clyburn Avenue and Lincoln Parker from their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer. And then it'll be my turn to. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> there you go. Have a. <laughs> I I so I so appreciate my hoagie hog to levels that he doesn't even know. Um, just know that. But you know, um, it's been an interesting day, and. Um, Hogue? It's Ray Chevy. Have I, you gotten I, there yet? Yeah, 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 just, just, just don't, don't, don't do that. That's not necessary right now. I'm looking forward, by the way, Adam. <laughs> you can't. No, 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 no. We are not allowed to have fun on the show. You will stop having fun right now, Gregory. <laughs> there's no well, fun allowed we where's nick once again to our podcast listeners i apologize for the last three minutes of silence and just laughter oh god oh, oh. it's just you know <laughs> just shush and it's just, it's just it's just it's just it's just it's just you know it's, all right. Well, it's Black Friday savings time at yes. Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake. As one of the top selling Chevy dealers in the Midwest, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest Chevy inventories all month long. You can save big at Ray Chevy during their Black Friday sales event where you can choose from over 100 Silverados in stock. The perfect tailgate vehicle. But that's not all. Get 0% financing with $0 down and zero payments until 2024. Listen up right now, everybody, because this is big. Yes. I mean it. I know everyone loves the word free, especially Nick. Nick, are you listening? He is. Nick is listening. I know Nick needs an oil change. That's what you'll get this month at Ray Chevrolet and Fox Lake, a free oil change. 
All you need to do is mention CHGO when scheduling your oil change. It's a Black Friday offer you don't want to miss. Again, just mention CHGO, you get a free oil change. But you have to schedule it by November 30th. So the rest of this month you have to get in there, get your free oil change. I had such a great time up there. They love you, by the way. I try, but I'm trying to become base, best friends with Scarpelli. Don't, 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 don't suck up to me after the last five minutes. I, <laughs> I had a great time up there. I went, you, you, you know how else you'll have a great time? It's by becoming a diehard. We got a happy hour coming up next week. And how yeah. did he not find the ad that entire time? He's trying I think to scroll I on sat his phone. There. He doesn't have his five computer. Just, That's just, part of the problem. Just, it's just, not easy just, to find it on just, your phone. You know. But if you become, a, if you go on your phone and find out how to become a diehard, you go visit allchgo.com. That's exactly how you can do that. Uh, we do it all, man. Premium rip, written content for members at allchgo.com. 20% off events. Dope merch for all the teams we have here in Chicago. Uh, you get a free shirt right out the gate. Discount on shirts going forward. Uh, so shirts, you know, like there's just we got the Black Friday deal up to ninety percent off here between November twenty fourth through November twenty seventh. How about that? that I mean, that's pretty impressive. That's amazing. You got to get on this. Hats and hoodies ten ten dollars off. Uh, CHGO gear thirty three percent off. Team gear at least twenty percent off. Spend seventy five or more and receive a fifteen dollar gift card back and more. Some restrictions may apply, so just uh, keep on the lookout for those things. Uh, but yeah, it's a great time to become a diehard. Happy hour coming up next week. If you don't know what that is, we do zooms where uh, we hang out, you know, and and goof around like we've been for the last ten minutes. When is the, when's the happy hour, Greg? I think it's Tuesday. 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 What time is the happy hour, Greg? Seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. Who's leading the happy hour, Craig? You are. Craig. Greg. Greg. Me. Right here, buddy. Yeah. So it's gonna be, be, are you going to be there? Or am I, or? Yeah, I'll be there. Okay. I'm going to be there, too. Oh, this is going to be great. But you're leading it. I can't wait. It's, it's going to be yeah, your I, happy hour. I think hour. I'll set this one out. Don't Lawrence you? Lawrence is not coming. You're coming. Yeah. You, can't, you cannot stay away. Is anybody still watching this show? I doubt it. This is the best show we've ever done. Yoshino, $5. Hogue should put a bourbon bet on Carm to not mention a Bulls reference on the show. If he did it sooner, it's definitely over 20. Yoshino, I cannot change who I am. I do love the NBA and the Chicago Bulls, so you are going to get Bulls references when, it, when it's appropriate. As in our Bulls takeover Friday night, you should come out. Are Take you going? 50-50. <laughs> I went to the Blackhawks takeover. Didn't see you there, Hogue. Saw him. He had a playoff game. Oh, my gosh. What do you have Friday? Are you going? I'm debating it. Last year, I brought James. I'm thinking about doing it again. I was there, too, buddy. We took a picture. Don't tell me. Don't, don't act like you I'm... were working. Yeah. You, you barely, came up for yeah, 10 You came minutes. up and visited the peasants for yeah. like seven minutes. You were minutes. down like courtside on Billy Donovan's lap. Speaking of, he I did that was too at the Blackhawks thing. He's like, I gotta sneak down. You were lot. working I, for who? I made. Hold on. <laughs> you, you. <laughs> when you are, do you cover the? You, who you do you are, cover the you bulls are, for? You are not talking about me doing extra things. <laughs> no, I'm not. But I'm just wondering who you cover the bulls I for. I cover. I cover the bulls for WGN Radio. Oh, okay. I didn't know. That. I honestly didn't know that. I mean, 
use cover loosely, even though I do say that in my reports. But, you know, I'm a Bulls guy. I love you. I, I know. It's you are uh, just... The days, there's nothing better than... Oh, here it comes. ...than the days where you you literally did two jobs at once at the ballpark. Oh, we're going on that road. <laughs> well, I, I said it intentionally vaguely. No, we can go down that road. Yes, that you've I, already told this story on the air. I, um, yeah. Okay. I, mean, I can sh- remember. No. Yeah, you would, was, you would. Sure, I would. You I, would vend beer. I would vend beer in the right field corner at Wrigley, wearing a visor and sunglasses to avoid seeing anybody from WGN Radio <laughs> who thought that I was there to cover the game. And then I would go uh, go to my car after vending, and come out of these sunglasses and visor and vending gear put it in my car smelling like beer smelling like beer put on normal clothes go into the clubhouse get the sound send it back to the station go up and do the 11 o'clock report at night where pat hughes was sitting and go home that honestly is one of my favorite stories about you like it just shows how much of a grinder you are like you know there's this perception that, you know, you're this soft elitist. But that story shows a different side of you that I think people don't know. And I respect it a lot. Thank you, Gregory. I mean, I like, would I rather I like, make 300 bucks and, 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 and grind it out and do what, would it do what I had to do when I was it making it? builds character. It does. builds character. It does. So I got a lot of respect for that story. Which, tip your vendors. They're working hard. They're working that. hard. Except for that one vendor that you didn't like. Oh, there's a bunch of them. The ones that are left. Oh, there's a bunch of them that I would never Andre, like to see again. Andre, $5 Super Chat. What happens if Justin goes out Sunday and plays poorly? Will they switch back to Beijing? No, no. they will not. Hey, can we define on the show before you go cover the team tomorrow at Hallis? Before yeah. I want I want to know what you are looking for in the last seven games from Justin for you. Cause I think you want to move forward with fields. You've said it in an ideal world that that's the best thing for him. So what? Yeah. So that's a fair question. Um, see like the easiest way to answer that question, just for like understanding is to like put some stats to it, you know? Um, but I don't think that that's necessarily what's important. How many passing yards does he have right now? I forget. Because at one point he was on pace for for over three thousand. No, that was. Let, let's just do it from this point forward. But if I, I don't want to sound like Matt Eberflus, but a lot of what Matt Eberflus today is like what I think is the correct answer. Like I, I stop turning the ball over, take fewer sacks, um, you know, operate the offense efficiently smoothly move the chains i know this sounds like simple stuff but it's not the stuff that's been happening consistently so that's the word consistency can he play consistent can he protect the football can he get the ball out faster which i think is something he can do within the framework of this offense without having to go through three progressions quickly just use the quick game more how about ball into dj's more dj moore's hands more how about this? I'm going to try to put numbers on it. 250 yards a game. Is that too many? Is that too is as that an is, average? As an average. Does that sound right, about right? 250? Sure. Okay, so if he averages yeah. 250 yards a game, completion percentage of 65? Yeah, I was going to say it's got to be yeah, 65%? A little bit higher than that would be nice too. 65 would be a significant bump. 
Well, that to me is why it's an uphill battle for him. So, I mean, he's two, coming two, in. The la- when he plays on Sunday, it'll have been 35 days since the Vikings game. That's five weeks off. He's playing with, I'm assuming, some kind of pain in his thumb. I don't think it's going completely away. You're, that, you're, that's By okay. the way, that's another one. Play. Right. So right. You stay healthy. Like, you can't right. be hurt. So right. seven. Hold on. I think we're bowling. You got to play all seven games. Seven for seven. Two fifty a game. Sixty-five percent completion percentage. And then touchdown to interception ratio. Two to one. Three to one. You want a three to one? Lawrence I want three to one. one. Three to one. Hogue. Is that too tall? Two to one is two point five to one. How about two point five to I one? I mean, come on, man. Stop throwing picks. So he had 11 touchdowns, six interceptions. Yeah, but, you know, I want to throw fumbles in there, too. I was going to say less than three fumbles. And 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 two tur- uh, and, and half a turnover a game? So three, you know, called four sacks, turnovers? Like how many sacks yeah. in seven games? This is why I didn't want to go down the road of specific numbers. Like, the, the we, we can say all this without having to attach numbers to it, right? Like, yes, uh, higher completion percentage. Uh turnover worthy throws down holding down to the football not fumbling them not taking sacks that quite frankly we spend monday i spend too much too many of my mondays when justin fields plays football trying to figure out was that on the tackle or was that on the quarterback right i mean i think we just pretty much well defined it i mean maybe everybody knows it but i i feel better about it this, you, this is what we're looking for. See, I think if he play and I, I, mean, I wish you weren't sitting next to me as i was saying this if he plays like Bajent did in the two wins where he was safe with the football, mm-hmm. I people think... Would, people would feel good about it. No, but I think the actual production would be higher. Does that make sense? Not because taking negative plays. I, I, like if he makes the same decisions that Tyson Bajent did in those two games... Avoiding You're going to probably plays. have a much better much greater chance of playing with a lead, right? Which helps, which we've seen when Justin Fields has a lead, <laughs> yeah. which doesn't happen very often. Playing all of a sudden the they win by 20 sometimes. And the Panthers. <laughs> um, because he is objectively better and more talented, there'll be more points put up on the scoreboard. If he plays the way that Tyson Bajan played in those two games, there'll be more points scored. I, I would agree with that. And I would also make mention, and no one's going to like this comment, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, you know, he's had opportunities in the fourth quarter to win games, and it just ha- it hasn't happened to this point. Now, they should have won the Steelers game. That was phenomenal. He played fantastic, but the defense couldn't hold him. He put him ahead. So I, I want to give him credit well, for that. But, then- but he's had opportunities to do it. He has not. He literally has not made in his career yet a throw – not that it was some great throw, but a throw to end the game like Beja did to Mooney on, uh, against the Panthers. They needed that throw on third down. It was yeah, a good, that, that was a, that was a big time probably throw. Probably best throw of the game. Yeah. And, and I said this earlier on the score, I, and I said this here yesterday, I think this is going to be a closer game than people think. And there's a very good chance the Bears could be losing seven, eight points. Fourth quarter, you have the ball in your hands. What do you do with it, Justin Fields? Like those are the moments that I think are going to help matter in the in this evaluation the one thing that i'm worried about is and this is my conspiracy hat that i like to put on but i said earlier when polls started making those moves to the trade deadline that that was a tell that i think ryan polls will return next year matt eberflus's quote today about what he wants to see from justin fields to evaluate him here in the last seven games to me was also a tell that he thinks he's going to be here next season i think they're both going to be here too 
Yeah, I know you feel that way. Uh, Johns has put that out there, and you guys have me nervous because I was really hoping to move on from well, these guys. Okay, we can wrap the show here, but there was a comment earlier. To, I forget who said it, but do you think they're tied together, Flus and Fields? I, who do you think has a longer rope with this organization right now, between the head coach or the quarterback? Because I would, I would bet the head coach. Yeah, I would which is that. frightening. I would bet the head coach too. Based on what it's looking like. Uh, also need to tell you before we get out of here to get fitted out with the best sports gear around. Hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, everything in between. That's what FOCO has. Loha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need for a game. FOCO's hooked us up with set decorations here right in front of us here in the CHGO studio. So please go show them some love in return. Check out FOCO.com. Click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use promo code CHGO for 10 percent off we also have a super chat here from crystal twenty dollars just showing love been super busy feel like i haven't been here you are the best love you guys see you sunday and always hashtag team see you sunday crystal crystal thank you crystal michael charney's gonna be there my original intern at the naked truth about sports hashtag bg boy we're going to uncle buds in oak lawn on sunday pre post watch party these watch parties have been a lot of fun it's a road game you don't where are you gonna watch the game come out to oak lawn the food is supposed to be amazing we're gonna be at least decent company Bragg's included because i know you're gonna be in a good mood and uh oak lawn's the home of jay hogue oak lawn's the home of jay hogue this is facts. Okay. Shout out Queen of Peace. That doesn't exist anymore. St. Lawrence got a big win over the weekend. That's uh, Jay's Waski school. Jay's got a big influence on this event. He does. Yeah, we'd, we'd like you to RSVP. It's, it is a free event, but if you'd RSVP, that would help us know what to expect. Thank you. There you go. Allchow.com slash events for more details and to RSVP. Um, all right, guys. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? Shout out to my mom. She's under the knife right now getting knee replacement surgery as we speak. All right. Love you, mom. Feel Way to go, fast, Barb. Barb. You got this. Call me if you need anything. I'd be happy to. She pre- said you two were invited to Thanksgiving over me. That's awesome. For my Thanksgiving uh, takes. I'm, I'll be there. I, I would. I Maybe if I can't go. Because everybody goes, oh, you don't like Thanksgiving. must mean you, you don't cook good things. She cooks a great Thanksgiving. I just am an ungrateful son. Feel better, Barb. Get well soon. <laughs> Sounds about right. We like you more than your son. Checks out. Uh, hit the like button. We appreciate you very much. Hit subscribe. Uh, most importantly, Matt tell. Matt brags his mom torn ACL out for season. <laughs> <laughs> Great effort. Thanks, Barb Matt. couldn't make it to the end of the year. Unlike Fields. and sh- Fields came back. Barb did not. Well, please end the show for the love of God. <laughs> City like the mayor.